Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, in a previous episode, we were in Mark chapter 14, and we saw where Judas had betrayed Jesus with a kiss and that Jesus was being arrested. He's in the process of being arrested. And actually, in Mark 14, verse uh, 50, I think it is, is where we are, it says this, And they all left him and fled. Okay? And it's speaking of all the... Uh, uh, the disciples that were there with him. <clears throat> the other Gospels uh, give us some, a little more in, um, insight and some things that happen. So I wanted to back up and look at them, okay? In Matthew, let's see, what chapter is this in Matthew? Matthew 26. In verse 48, it says that uh, Jesus, you know, Judas said, hey, the one that I kiss is the one that you need to come seize. <clears throat> and so let's pick it up, uh, verse 50. And Jesus said to Judas, friend, do you do what you have come for? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. Now listen to this, verse 51. And behold, one of those who were, uh, were with Jesus reached and drew out his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, put your sword back into his place for all those who take up the sword shall perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? How then will the scripture be fulfilled, which says that it must happen this way? At that time, Jesus said to the crowds, have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as you would against a robber? Every day I used to sit in the temple teaching and you did not seize me. But all this has taken place to fulfill the scriptures of the prophets. Then all the disciples left him and fled. That's what we read a while ago in Mark. So one of the disciples grabbed the sword and started to attack. And he cut off the slave of the high priest's ear. And, you know, people say, well, he must have been a good swordsman. No, no, no I don't think so at all. I think he was aiming for his head. <laughs> you know, he was trying to cut his head off. You know, what? No. Uh, his ear that he was going after, it sort of shows that he wasn't a very good swordsman. Well, I wonder why that was. Well, because one of the other Gospels we're about to read shows us that he wasn't a military guy, he was a fisherman. Okay? Whoa. Sorry, I just had something fall off my desk. How did that happen? Well, let's go over to uh, the Gospel of Luke and see what Luke has to say. Picking up verse 49 of uh, what chapter? Luke 22. When those who were around Jesus saw what was going to happen, in other words, that Jesus was being seized, they said, Lord, shall we strike with a sword? So somebody among the disciples asked about that. They said, hey, you want, us, you want us to attack? You want us to strike? Verse 50, and one of them struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. So apparently that one did not await the answer of the Lord. Verse 51, but Jesus answered and said, stop, no more of this. And he touched his ear ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and the officers of the temple and the elders who had come out against him, have you come out with swords and clubs as you would against a robber? While I was with you daily in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. 
But this hour and the power of darkness are yours. So see, Jesus is showing us some things, right? And each gospel gives us insight. He's saying, you know, you could have arrested me at any time. I'm there at the temple every day teaching. You could have walked up after I got done in the middle of it, escorted me out, and that'd have been it. But no, no, you wanted to do it this way. And you've done it, remember, hand in glove with the political powers that be here? Got a Roman cohort, 600 soldiers to arrest one guy. But he says, this is why. He says, this hour and the power of darkness are yours. In other words, this is your hour. This is what has been prophesied of what the religious rulers would do to Messiah. And he says it's coming about. And the power of darkness is what's behind all this. So let's go over the gospel of John. And we looked at some of this yesterday, John 18. And, you know, they ask who Jesus says, who you want to arrest? And they said, Jesus, Nazareth. Remember how they fell down? Uh, then Jesus told them, hey, if you want to arrest me, you're seeking after me, let these go, his disciples. Verse 8 says, and the reason is, of those whom you've given me, I have lost, not lost one. In other words, it's fulfilling a prophecy. It's verse 9. Then verse 10. Simon Peter then, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. And the slave's name was Malchus. So John tells us who it was that did this. Mark didn't even mention it. Matthew and Luke mentions it, but doesn't tell who it is. John says it's Peter, the leader of the disciples. He's the one that reached out, and he cut off the right ear of the slave. And then John names the slave, Malchus. The other gospels didn't name him. They just called him the slave of the high priest. So Jesus said to Peter, put the sword in the sheath, the cup which the Father has given me. Shall I not drink it? In other words, shall I not go through this? So the Roman cohort and the commander and the officer of the Jews arrested Jesus, and they bound him. Uh, what must Malchus have been thinking? Can you imagine? Luke tells us that Jesus touched his ear and he healed him. Here he is in tremendous pain because his ear gets cut off. And Jesus touches his ear. If it, it was, if it was entirely severed, he would have reached down, picked it up, and put it back on. I highly suspect that we will see Malchus in glory in eternity. I think it would be hard to have your ear cut off and have somebody restore it to you and not believe that they are the Messiah. You know, it's just a great, great account. Uh, you see the, uh, the intensity of emotions. You see what's going on. Uh, you know, we know, but we don't really know, folks. The emotion that involved with this, uh, the power of darkness that's manifesting itself right now, the power of darkness that thinks it's going to be totally, absolutely victorious, and for three days and three nights was convinced that it had been victorious because it had killed the Messiah. Until the morning of the day after, that third day, when the tomb was discovered to be empty. <laughs> and that changed everything. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. We'll resume in our next episode. I'll see you then.